Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Geekable. Today we're going to be talking about something that uh, is is it's a very uh, it's a very for me anyway just slightly changing topic, but um, you know this is this is going to be some of our favorite writers and artists, and there's so many amazing ones to choose from. Um, you know, it's it's just kind of one of those things where you know, you, you pick up a book and, you know, maybe one day and, and, and then you pick it up two months later and you're like, wow, why didn't I appreciate this art more and stuff like that? Or, or, you know, you, you, you read one book and years later, you'll be like, this art is awesome. Like, well, you know, why was I knocking this guy? Anyway, this is our top five, um, you know, tough, tough to beat. Um, Anas, why don't you get, say a quick hello and, and we'll dig into stuff. Hi, everyone. We're calling this episode something old, something new. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite classics and some of our new favorites, which, as Nick mentioned, they changed a lot. Uh, They continue to change because there's so many good stuff coming out. It's a beautiful time to be a comic book fan. And we're also going to talk about our favorite creators. And we're going to recommend you some of their best works. So like the recommended runs that you could get into right now, they could just pick up and hopefully they'll maybe help you fall in love with comic books the way that we did. because. You know, as we grow and as we change, we fall in love with different comics and different things all the time. And so our change, you know, our tastes change, our flavors of the month change, but those are just genuinely good classics. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's all good stuff that, that Marvel, DC, you know, indie stuff, they all put out amazing stuff. But, you know, without further ado, I'm going to hit you with, uh, you know, my top five. Why don't we start with artists? Why don't we start with artists? Today? Let's hear it. I'm Let's into start it. With artists. So. This is my top five, you know, I, I, this is, I would, I would, I would stand by these guys anytime. You know, if I, if there was an announcement that these guys were getting a, um, you know, a series, boom, I'm there. I'm telling, I'm calling my comic shop. I'm saying, Hey, put the sub me to this book. The first one without a doubt, without a doubt. And I would argue he's the best artist of our generation is Alex Ross. So Alex Ross is, uh, you know, I, I really, I don't even think I really need to go into, uh, you know, Alex Ross. You probably, you must know who he is. I mean, he has uh, just the most beautiful, uh, he's a painter and, you know, he's, he's done amazing work for both Marvel and DC and that's how he broke in. The first, the first thing that he did was, um, you know, he's done so many good things, but Kingdom Kong was, I think, the best, uh, probably the best DC story ever written. Um, you know, Mark Wade, uh, and it was, was, you know, helping him in the collaborative, uh, you know, just approach to the book as a writer, but Alex Ross is the reason you buy the book. I mean, his it's, it's just, I think it's five issues or four issues Buy it as a trade. If you haven't read it, uh, you know, he just takes an approach to characters where they're bold and they stand tall. And it's just, it goes back to like the, honestly, like the forties generation, fifties generation of characters where they're just like, uh, you know, he has the big man look to all of them and they're just, uh, they stand tall and they're just like the American definition of like what a hero would look like. And I don't know, that's just to me what got me into it. You know what? I love Alex Ross. I always enjoy seeing his covers because he does some beautiful work. His colors are beautiful. And whenever he's on a comic book cover, I'm always like, you know what? If this, if Alex is on this cover, maybe it is worth checking out. And so he is. I would say one of the greatest, but, you know, personal tastes change. So because you brought up such a, like a big name, I feel like I have to live up. Because oh no. The oh artist- <laughs> like I said, they're all great. 
They're all they're great. Yeah, they're to all each so their own. Good. Different oh, tastes, yeah. different strokes for different folks. Um, yep. One of my favorite artists are Michael and Laura Allred. They're oh, a yeah. collaborative team, basically. Oh, uh, Michael yeah. is the, the artist and Laura is the colorist. And they create the most beautiful pop art styled comics. They're so iconic and so easy to recognize. Whenever I see an, any illustration by them, I can immediately clock it. I know it's their work. It is very beautiful. It's very vivid. It's very colorful. It's, it pops off the page. It's very pop art, I would say. It reminds me a lot of like Andy Warhol kind of style illustrations in the way that the colors and the dots, it's like what you'd expect when you hear a comic book. For me, it's just like Michael and Alora Allred and their works are beautiful. I would just like, you know, Nick said, I would pick up anything that has them on it. Um, some of my favorite works by them are the Silver Surfer Run oh, yeah. by Dan Slott. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. was, uh that was oh, like yeah. cosmic. It was space. It was different galaxies and dimensions. And can I, I just say, can, can I just say there was not a break artist the entire run. That is unheard of. And I, I, I have no complaints about that. I have zero complaints. Oh God, about no. That. Oh God. Yeah, no. Oh. And also another favorite of mine by them is Ecstatics, which for any X-Men fan knows it's like an, you know, early classic, well, you know, modern classic let's call it because it's like early 2000s early aughts and it, their work on it basically defined that book run definitely i'd say that's 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 really what got them their claim to fame was ecstatics and you know it's kind of a series that no one really knows about i i haven't really dug into that to be honest and you know i'm i'm all about their art and all about everything uh, x-men stuff so i I'm would good. highly recommend it it's very very good peter yeah. milligan and you know michael Moore all read match made in heaven oh dude milligan's so good i could oh i want to break off and just like go on a rant about milligan right he's an awesome writer but um but we'll save that but we'll save that i'm gonna i'm gonna bring in another artist who's just uh, he draws i buy Assad rabik Assad rabik uh i really want to say he started I, this needs to be researched i really want to say he started with uh limited series for submariner um i think it was called the deep or the or the or something but um but oh god he's just turned into a, definitely one of marvel's heavy hitters in terms of uh, art art um you know you probably know him from uh the secret wars by jonathan hickman and asad rabik that came out in 2015 uh that was supposed to reboot the marvel universe that never did but um amazing story amazing art i mean the guy's just on top of it he's currently on the eternals and he fits that book so well. The Eternals is just world building. He really world does. Building. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's just bold. It's um, you know, it's kind of like almost a biblical, the way he draws. Uh, you know, um, Renaissance art basically. It's just, Every thank panel you. Renaissance is a painting. Art. Thank you. Renaissance art. That is exactly. And it's just you have to just sit back and admire every page. You know, you get. It's just he's uh, you know, one thing too that I think is worth noting about him is that, um. I was having a talk with this at, the, at my local comic shop in 2015 to someone I really looked up to at the shop. He doesn't work there anymore, but um, amazing guy. And he was like, I want you to, the next time you read an Asad Rabik book, I want you to look at this. He doesn't do fight scenes. He does. He won't, he won't, he doesn't really do fight scenes. What? Yeah. He doesn't really do action sequences. And so I was looking, I was like, ah, oh, come, I don't know about that. No if way. You, if you read his, he doesn't really do action scenes. And that's kind of his thing. And, and you know what? He's also, uh, we could talk about that, but 
I, I, I want to just like finish up about how well-rounded he is. Louis Vuitton actually just hired him a few months ago to do their what? travel book for Hawaii. Oh, dude, you didn't wow. see that? Oh my God. I did not. Amazing. That oh. is huge for him. I'm so oh, happy yeah. for him. Oh, dude, he's, oh yeah, that's what I mean. Like he's a, he's a level, like uh, Alex Ross, who we just spoke about, um, you know, he's just a, Alex Ross is a hero of mine. So to hear him always say, you know, Asad Rabik is the next big thing. He, he is the, he is the big thing. Um, you know, it's just, it's just amazing to have someone like that. Uh, I don't think he's Marvel exclusive, but he, the guy's everywhere at once. He's doing unbelievable things. Whenever he draws, I buy. That's what I say. All right. You know what? You've been bringing up the heavy hitters. I'm going to bring in a somebody. <laughs> they're all good, I'm, dude. They're, you know, they all, all got good. one thing. That's the, like Peter, you just brought up Peter Milligan. The first thing that goes to my mind is, uh, um, what's that? The apocalypse. I just yeah. read it. Um, God, I can't remember. I, what the hell? And he had a, he had a great run with Apocalypse, and it was just, it was amazing. Um, but but yeah, they're all great. But go ahead. Since you're bringing in heavy hitters, I'm just gonna give you know one of my favorites who I fell in love with his very minimalist and simplistic art. It's not hyper realism. It's not you know excessively detailed. It's just beautiful because it's so simple. And that is the art of David Aja who did an iconic run yes. on Hawkeye with yes. that fraction. It was beautiful. And the art, it was so animated. And it was like watching an animated series play out. It was very like um, flat colors, beautiful illustrations, yep. simple expressions, but also very comedic. He has great comedic art. And I just think it's he's amazing. He's ex- extremely talented. Uh, he also did some amazing issues on the Immortal Iron Fist, which was what got me into his art in the first place. Before I fell no in love way. with his work in yeah, oh. before I fell in love with his work in Hawkeye. And like he's not done a lot of big titles, but those two alone, I would say, are enough to get you to fall in love with his work because he's insanely talented. Yeah, he's. I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna pile on top of that. His you call them flat colors i'll call them more pastels the pastels that he uses definitely uh, pastels yeah yeah um unbelievable and you're right the comedy in his art is just so it's the perfect. facial expression it's the small things you know it's the subtlety yeah. of it all yeah and it's very simple art it's not like huge aesthetic pleasing like i'm glad exactly. you brought him in i'm glad you brought him in right now because i'm i, I am listing off heavy hitters right it, you know every every average joke could probably be like oh yeah alex ross <laughs> oh yeah i saw Rebecca. yeah i just have to say him because they're so good but i'm glad you brought him in because his art is minimalistic compared to to it's very different it's different styles you know those are kind of the artists that are like very stylistic they do their own thing well yes you know hyper realism and big beautiful heavy heavily detailed art is what's famous and what's more popular but those are this is this is style this is you know art you can't put a label on it you can't be like this is better than that or this is you know this is good this is bad it's all style and to each their own, obviously, everybody has entitled their own opinion. But for me, David Audra is one of the best up there because I get emotion through his work. I get humor. I get comedy. I get action. You know, he gives it all to me the same way that somebody could get all of those things from Asad Rabik or Alex Ross. Definitely. Very well said. Very well said. And that, that should have honestly been said earlier. Um, so I'm going to get into my next person. And I, you know what? I think this might be another one where most people agree with me, but he's just, he, well, he was such a staple 
to uh, the Marvel Universe and the Marvel landscape since the, uh, the late 90s when he first came on and his art just took off. Um, you know, he started off... Um, he started off with uh, in the in the late '90s. He was doing uh, a run on Elektra. He was um, yeah. Then he went to the Hulk, and then I think he I think he went to the Thunderbolts, and then then he just took off from there. And this is Mike Deodato Jr. Mike Deodato Jr. is was another artist where he draws eye by. Um, you know, I I have a huge poster up right in front of me of Old Man Logan versus the Maestro uh, from uh, I think that was yeah. Ed Brisson took over the book at the point. Um, and unfortunately the last, the last thing he drew was, uh, was Savage Avengers, which was a great way for him to segue out of Marvel and start his own, uh, his own, his, his actual own, uh, superhero, uh, universe with, uh, Michael J. Straczynski. Um, but yeah, I mean, the guy is just, his action scenes are just so good. And he's been on every single like book you could like possibly imagine, you know, Avengers, Spider-Man uh wolverine um uh, just all these amazing titles and he killed it every single time he absolutely killed it um you know he definitely started uh you know tapering into some some different approaches towards the end that i wasn't the biggest fan of he'd start using like boxes to cut out his art and make it a little choppy um but the guy's just i mean he's unbelievable and when you put frank martin on colors without uh with mark data jr boom done you get a masterpiece so he's he's my choice um cherish his art hope i really hope to get to meet him and get a, a signing one day through him all right um i have a heavy heavy hitter in mind since you've brought up all the ones i genuinely hope i don't butcher his name if i do i am so sorry because english is my second language bill sienkowitz i want to say oh my god uh sienkiewicz Sinkevich. Okay. Yes, so he's. Uh, I think he's a Polish. I think he's a Polish Jew, actually. Okay. Yeah. So Bill Bill Sinkevich is a phenomenal artist. He is one of the I would say classics. He's done some beautiful work. Uh, his big book was like his because the first big foray into comic book art, I think, is the New Mutants, which is what brought him to the public awareness. He did some insane work there, and it's like again, he's very stylistic. He doesn't do hyper realism. He does very like soft lines and blurred lines and colors you know mixing in the background and just explosive action sequences and some really outlandish things and like very cosmic and weird art that's just so beautiful um i think his art is very unique there's no other artists like him out there he is one of the best in my opinion uh, I would recommend picking up Electra Assassin by him because it's really beautiful. You could pick up some old New Mutants if you want to get into them. They recently had a movie out. There's Legion. Also, his run, his work on Legion was beautiful. So if you want to get into New Mutants, that is the run to pick up. He's also done some beautiful covers for Moon Knight, which I am in love with. Like every single cover that he does for Moon Knight, I'm like, I want this as a poster, but I also want to tattoo it on my body. Like it's just that good. So yeah, definitely no. recommend Bill. Yeah, j- just to pile on that I, again, an amazing pick, amazing pick. Um, and I say this because you know he was one of the people you t- you, you you know you go to Jim Lee's Instagram, you go to um, you go to so many f- ultra famous comic book people, and they will all say Bill Sink- Bill Sinkevics. He got he got me into he got me into I was blown away by his Electra, his New Mutants, absolutely captivating. Um, 
you know, it's, he just is one of those artists that's just, it's timeless. Um, and he has his, you can, it's amazing to watch an artist change. And I say that because he is an artist, you can watch change style. You look at his early Moon Knight, um, I actually have it right in front of me, or Moon Knight number one, amazing, amazing, uh, amazing. Just the art was, you know, it was more comic book. He was very traditional. Then he changed into what I, I can't even describe it. It's very, um, it's out there, man. You just got to see it for yourself if, if you don't, if you don't know uh, what his, what his art is. My third one, my third, my, my third artist, I really have to give it to Jack Kirby because when I started out at, um, you know, reading comp, I just, I I know I'm just doing all the staples. I'm doing all the staples, but (laughs) you really are. I'm like trying to get like some, you know, left field fix out here just to, you are and that's people, like, interesting artists but you know what those are legends they deserve their recognition obviously forevermore and so i 100 support you bringing up them bring them up because they deserve to be the recognition honestly um so yeah you do the big names you do the heavy hitters all you wish for i'll just go with the left you do yeah you do you you do you you know i again like there's there's so many good ones it was hard to pick and i just end of the day i guess there's a reason why everyone always picks the, the the big guys but um but he just means so much to me because when i first started reading comics i was all back issues i was never into the 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 modern stuff i was like oh, i don't like it uh you know the i just can't get into it i don't know i don't know the continuity was uh it was it was very tricky for me to understand and get into so um i stuck to old stuff and jack kirby art was just what that, that, that to me was just, it was, it was my all, um, you know, cause uh, you know, he do captain America, he do the Avengers, he do the Hulk, he do all these amazing characters. Um, and those were the books I was reading and you, you know, you'd see his, another, another artist that you can see change styles. Um, you know, he started out one way, changed to another. I can't even describe it, but just the way he, he navigates scenes, um, and emotion and, uh, action, it's, you know, Jack Kirby is just so good, um, especially at like machinery and stuff. He revolutionized the industry when he was uh, on the Fantastic Four book doing all sorts of stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, I just, I got to give it to him. Uh, check out his Eternals, check out his Fantastic Four, check out. Uh, I wanted to say Eternals. I was going to talk about Eternals because his work on Eternals is beautiful. And when you said yeah. machinery, I was like, yep, I want to jump in and say Eternals because he drew the celestials and he created this whole universe. It was very big, very expensive. Yep. And, oh, and drew the book. The, yeah, he he was amazing on the Eternals. Like that's one of my uh, one of my favorite classics. And I'm so glad that they're getting a movie. I'm so glad that more and more people are gonna get into his work and you know hopefully give him the recognition and appreciation that he deserves because he is a legend. And you know. God, uh, where would, would the comic book industry be without Jack Kirby and Stan Lee? Honestly, so, they're yep. the, this dynamic, so synergetic duo. Absolutely, absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, this. What's what's your third? What do you got? All right, uh, let's see. I'm gonna go with Michael Gatos, who is an amazing artist. Uh, I fell in love with his work through Alias, which was written by Brian Michael Bendis. Many people may know it as Jessica Jones. Um, he does, he's, he's actually like, he's very, he's really influenced me as a creator and as an artist and a writer, because he does these really heavy inks that just 
gives so much emotion through the page, each panel, each expression. It's so dark, but at the same time, it's lifelike. And even though it's, you know, illustrated and it's, it just feels very human. The, the, his work on the shadows, it's mind-blowing. I, I genuinely love Michael Gatos's work. The way that he, like, I don't think, a lot of artists are, are influenced by some artists or the other, but Michael's work is very unique, I would say. And that's why I wanted to bring him up because he deserves that, that spot for me. Um, I reread Alias every now and then just because I genuinely love his work so much. I can't, I, I don't get tired of it. He draws comics like no one else. It's very noir-like. It's like neo-noir. I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah. And I would say like the Jessica Jones Netflix series took heavy inspiration from the art from <clears throat> the original comic book because it was very that. It was very noir. It, it set the whole scene. It felt like a detective comic, you know, storyline come to life in a comic book and it was beautiful and he came back and did jessica jones again with brian michael bendis on the relaunch for her comics and I, I could not have been happier so if you like jessica jones if you watch the netflix series or you would like to uh get into like a super underground grounded hero that's like very very r-rated i would say definitely check out alias and beautiful work beautiful art beautiful writing amazing all around yeah all amazing uh, amazing, amazing artists so far. Um, you know, that Gaidos, Gaidos. I, I should really... I, I, again, if I mispronounce his name, I'm so yeah, sorry. I, yeah. I just read those names. I, I've never heard them spoken before. So I'm like just going off on my own here. You know, I, I probably butchered a lot of them. So I apologize to any fans or, you know, any people who are familiar with those people. I, again, English is my second language. I'm trying my best here. No, no, dude. I, English is my first language and sometimes I can't even nail them. So I totally understand. Totally. I, you know, it's, it goes for, uh, it, there's a funny story around now around Jerry Dugan who writes currently a Marvel. Great, great writer. Um, and I was like, do you say it Duggan or Dugan? I literally YouTube like interview with Jerry Dugan. And it was funny. Like, <laughs> I know I was like, he's got a, you know, the per the announcer has to say his name. And the announcer's first question was, do you pronounce it Duggan or Dugan? And I was like, see, no one knows. No one knows. <laughs> I don't know. It's just always funny. It's just a, no one ever knows, but, uh, and just so you know, he goes by both. What the. F <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, that's a, it's a different you thing know? from like when you're, when you're talking about comic book creators, the, their names are always in prints. So yeah. they're never like, they don't have the mainstream uh, media coverage that some other celebrities get, for example, like you hear celebrities named singers and writers and sorry, like let's say pop stars and actors there you hear their names all the time so you this is a really little chance to mispronounce it you know even Definitely. the hardest ones but for comic book creators it's a very different story case because it's just in print all the time and you're just reading them on your comic book covers and you're like oh this artist is good i'm gonna remember that name for later right absolutely yeah it's just it's crazy like that but um but without further ado i really gotta give this to uh to david finch david finch uh, drew one of my probably my favorite marvel comic ever which is avengers number 500 which is chaos part one it's the disassembled storyline um and this storyline revolutionized the industry going forward i mean this was brian bendis literally changing the landscape of the marvel universe and i remember re uh, looking at his art and looking at the words by bendis and i was like this book matters and that's why it's and it's just a crazy book, explosions everywhere. It's just insanity. Um, you have to read it. Uh, but um, but yeah, he got that's how I got hooked on his art. David Finch, 
uh did moon knight oh my god he's done so many amazing amazing uh characters uh you know his avengers run though i gotta go back to it it's just amazing his lines he did batman actually recently too for tom king which was great um but i just really got to give it to him because of his action and how he draws muscles and how he draws movement um and his facial structures too like sometimes you'll look at art won't name names yet probably later in the podcast we'll get into this but <laughs> sometimes sometimes you look at, at artists and it's like huh you know they kind of look the same they kind of, you know like stark kind of looks like reed richards i have a name and i know who you're talking about really yeah, I think uh, should we just drop it should we just drop no, it no 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 let's not let's make all a right. positive episode we're doing about i agree here. you're right you're right we should not spin it i like that attitude um but yeah, no, David Finch to me, uh, he's just such a good artist. Um, you can put him with anyone. You could put him with, you know, my mom could write a comic and if David Finch is on, he's going to make the thing look unbelievable. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, he's. I feel like he gets snubbed by awards sometimes too. Um, you know, he hasn't won anything really substantial. Most of the names I've dropped have. Um, but David Finch is just, you know, he like the, he's like the M16 of comics. He's the most reliable uh, in my opinion, the most reliable artist that you can hire. You know, he's always he's always on time. He's always doing his stuff right. The guy never misses. David Finch. It's my it's all right. My, it's my person. Speaking of reliable, I would say an artist that I could always always count on to bring out the best in any story. Sarah Pacelli. Uh, she's an Italian artist. She is insanely talented. She has an amazing style as well. I'm, okay, so I feel like I'm talking about style every time I bring up an artist, but it's like, it's true. Those artists that I love, they all have very distinct styles. They're not like anybody else out there. You know, a lot of times I'll read a comic book. Maybe I, you know, I, I'm sorry to say this, but maybe I won't like give a second look at the art because like I'll be so invested in the story because it'll overshadow the art. But those times with like those artists that I mentioned, the art is just all that I'm reading it's it's i'm reading this for the art i'm fully invested i'm appreciating every single panel every line every angle every color it's just and sarah pacelli is one of those people she does art on one of my favorite books of all time which is saga which we'll be getting into a little bit later i'll talk about this book uh she's done work for marvel with miles morales spider-man she's done some avengers she is she's done some she's also done some fantastic four and some covers she's very talented her work is you know, identifiable, beautiful, and I think worthy of mention as, you know, top of our favorites lists. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm doing her as my fifth because she's like the one I want to stand out the most. You know, I want her to be like the closing statement. My closing statement is Sarah Pacelli because she is worth it. Okay. My turn to pile on to that. Sarah Pacelli is awesome. 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 Um, I really wish he didn't do that uh, that series with J.J. Abrams that turned out to be absolute kind of, I think it was kind of oh, bad, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she did that, but um, but she salvaged the book in my opinion. But uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, she's just- that, um, you, you Say what you will about that book. The art was beautiful. <laughs> exact, dude. Amen to that. Amen to the book. Had a lot of problems, but uh, the art sure as shit wasn't one of them. But, um, but no, yeah, great choice. Great way to finish it. Sarah Pacelli. Um, you know, I'd love to meet her at a con. She goes to them all the time. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, no, I, that's, that's our list guys. Let us know what, what we should have said. 
um you know we can definitely do we could talk do we could go for a hundred let's rebuttal yeah yeah let's <laughs> you, rebuttal you let's agree let us know you let know, us exactly. yeah 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 we can oh we can do a part two to this oh we can do we, we could do part 100 all day long yeah really <laughs> exactly. could we really and i you know what in a way i'd love to do that um you know maybe 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 every time i or, or every now and then i'll come on and i just gotta go on a rant about an artist about how much i love him because that is the medium that is that is 50% of the reason why I read comics and, uh, and, and, you know, there's, there's just not much more to it than that. Good art is good art. That's why, you know, I usually buy the book, but we're going to switch gears and we're going to go for writers. Why don't, why don't you start this one? Why don't you start this? Okay. One? You know what? I'll take it from here. So since I ended it with Sarah Pacelli, might as well just keep it going. Cool. One of my favorite artists <clears throat> of all time is Brian K. Vaughn, who is an iconic name in the comic book industry. Anybody who reads comic books has probably encountered a Brian K. Vaughn comic. He's done Saga. He's done Why the Last Man. He's done um, Ex Doctor Machina. Strange, The Oath. Doctor Strange, yeah, The Oath. He's done oh, Doctor so Strange, The Oath. He's done Runaways. Oh my God, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So Brian K. Vaughn is a, an amazing writer. He does very intricate character studies. His character development is always on point. His character's interaction, his dialogue feels very human. And he he just writes. He's a, he's a great writer. He's just a great writer. He is, he's, uh, you know what? Pause. He's just a great writer. If he's he, a great he's writer. He's probably, people, people might be like, I don't know that. He's, I would say he's probably one of the top five uh, writers to have ever penned a comic, Brian K. Vaughn. Definitely. I, I, I stand by that. I really got to say he's that level of like, just so good. And, um, you know, he's on to bigger and bigger and better things. He's, you know, he's, he's a TV guy now. He's probably going <laughs> to get into movies at, at some point too. I mean, he's just such a good name. Um, he's a great reputation too. Yeah. Um, you know, you talk about people, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes in comics. It's just like movies. It really is. You know, there's an editorial department for a reason. Um, it's an industry after all. It's an industry. Dude, absolutely. It's an industry. Um, and you will never hear anyone say anything but great things about uh, Brian K. Vaughn. Um, I'll also say this. Please. I rarely cry when I'm reading comic books. Me too. Yep. I cried my heart out when I finished Why the Last Man. And that's why it stuck with me so for so long. And it's getting a series on FX. Uh, I think yeah, this year or the next I heard year. about that. I am so excited to watch that. I, you know, he's, he's probably executive producing it. And I was going to ask. Yeah. yeah. He, he's involved. He's definitely involved. You can he's confirm involved. that. Exactly. Okay. So okay. I'm just, you know, I can't wait to see the story being brought to life because it's going to bring it to a whole wider audience. It's going to, you know, people are going to, get a you know get to appreciate this beautiful masterpiece it's honestly a masterpiece why the last man is a beautiful book yeah um yeah brian k vaughn uh, we we really just went on a tangent there and he deserved it he deserved it. the guy really great does. choice <laughs> great choice to start it out with thank you rachel i'm gonna actually turn it um are you going okay we should have obviously planned this are you going in order of your favorite to not favorite no obviously not okay it's good yeah random. me no, too no, no. okay me too i'm gonna i'm gonna throw in a curveball i'm gonna throw in a curve okay ball. here we go Okay, so everyone, if you don't know this, you will. The Punisher is very near and dear to my heart. Punisher, yeah, you're like, Anas and I are on Zoom. Anas and I are on Zoom right now. He's just like, hey, you kidding? All right. I am not a huge fan of The Punisher. I will. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. And that's okay. But uh, The Punisher to me, he's he got me into comics he got me into that's probably why i love him so much um 
but Chuck Dixon, the writer, um, I, he, he's done a lot of books from Marvel. He did Doom 2099. Uh, he, he's done a lot. He's done, he's done a lot of good things. Um, but the Punisher to me was just so badass. Like, you know, as a kid, like I was always playing Call of Duty and all this other stuff. As a kid, I still play. What the hell am I saying? Um, you know, I'll just do <laughs> that. But, but Chuck Dixon. Hey, we're was, all kids at heart. Yeah, we're all kids at heart. Um, you know, he, I think, you know, what it is about him was he was the first, I read a comic by him and it was the first time I really felt in a book. And it was when Punisher had a dog. Um, and uh, don't tell me the dog got John Wick. The dog got John Wick bad. Well, spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah, spoiler alert. (laughs) Yeah, really. Seriously, 20 years late. Um, No, no, Chuck Dixon, though, he made me feel, because he, the story was about the dog and it was just like, oh, dude, like, the dog doesn't die, man. The dog doesn't die. And the dog got brutally killed. Um, But. Oh, God. Yeah, no, sad, sad. But, um, but honestly, just his. I would say that's 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 a trope. Yeah, I was I was little reading and I was like, damn, like you don't do that to the Punisher. They like, did to the dog. They did it to the dog and the Punisher like went after him hard. It was just a great story. I was like invested. I was like, yeah, you get him, Frank. Get him. Get him. Um, no, great, great. Uh, but uh honestly, beyond that, but um, you know, he really does he the thing about Punisher is that Okay, Anas, what's your what's your problem with the Punisher? Why don't we talk about this for one second? And and I will I could flip it on why Chuck Dixon made okay. him. My problem with the Punisher is excessive violence that could be really really started out in a different matter. Okay, so I can't example, counter that one. <laughs> I can't counter that one. I cannot counter that one. So a lot right. of people have a problem with the unbeatable Squirrel Girl because she uses other means of solving her problems so she never fights like she fights but she rarely fights no i know what you mean i I, yeah Yeah. i know what you mean so i'm like if 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 the squirrel girl can do it you know (laughs) why do you have to go on a murder rampage and you know shed blood i'm just not a fan of you know it's very rare for me to enjoy a hero who kills you know because i like heroes with a code i like my heroes with a code no no and totally understand that totally understand that I, I totally understand that the thing about the punisher though to me and i can't of course he, he, i read the book because i'm like oh yeah he's you know he's doing his thing it's an action book it's a, it's a i considered it like a guilty pleasure book at some time because i'm like no, no, this is a book i'm gonna open up free. yeah you're right you're right but like you know so I'll, I'll sit here and i'll be like you know the next like friggin uh you know phd person in comics and i'll be like yeah yeah this comic is fantastic because of how this person <laughs> establishes this and the i'm like oh i read this punisher comic i want to see just people <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah really that is you and that's why i love talking to you because you know your stuff and, and i do too but dude when i open a punisher comic i want to see friggin frank chopping limbs off i want to see him oh, God. B- bloodied and battered and um you know you i know could what? go on you enjoy that all yeah. the power to you. We all enjoy different things. <laughs> we all enjoy different things. And that's just, I, I, I really love him. But Chuck Dixon, I'm just going to close it out with this. I've been, I've been rambling for too long. But Chuck Dixon made the Punisher um, human. You know, like you'd, you'd open up a, a book. You know, he's like, I won't, I won't, uh, you know, I got to save the kids. It doesn't, you know, any comic that, you know, because he, he lost his kids and everyone knows the Punisher's origin, very simple origin. He's a very simple character. He's a very resourceful character. Chuck Dixon made him into more of, of, of someone who can 
go toe to toe with super villains, even though he's just a you and me figure. He's resourceful. Um, you know, he's not by the books, but yet he is. Um, you know, it's just a character that uh, I just Chuck Dixon nailed it. And yeah, Chuck Dixon Punisher, it's timeless. And that's kind of all I got to say about that. Please read a Chuck Dixon Punisher book, and I hopefully you'll understand. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Sorry about my I'm ramble. Gonna, no, no, had to, you know I had to get Since it out. Going into had to get it out. Murderous, rampagey heroes. Let's talk about Moon Knight and Jeff Lemire. Ooh. Oh, dude. Oh. I <laughs> see. That's that's violence done right. <laughs> okay. You know what? Okay. I, I will on. say that. that. I will. Is, that sounds very bad, taken out of context. But you know what? If <laughs> if violence were to be ever done right, Jeff Lemire's Moon Knight is that. Because Jeff Lemire has a very amazing way with world building. He has oh God, yeah. the story progression, the pacing, all of it done right. Oh, and yes. You're, I, everything you're saying, I'm just like, I couldn't agree more. Everything you're saying. Keep going. Keep going. I've made a point to like buy everything that he creates. Like I'm Good a huge fan of Jeff Good Lemire. His indies is like Platuna, Royal City, character driven, you know, normal stories are beautiful. And okay. then his Marvel stuff, like Moon Knight, absolutely amazing. And I'm, I'm a huge fan. He did Sweet Tooth for Vertigo, which was also iconic. And it's getting iconic. a Netflix series. I think it's out this month or the next month. It's coming out soon. It's got to be soon. Put Sweet Tooth on the spotlight. And I think it deserves that because jeff lemire needs that spotlight he does extremely talented he knows how to knit a story very tightly it's all very tight like you'll have an arc that's like six issues and it'll start off you'll be like oh well this is like a long arching overarching arc there's no way this can be wrapped up in time and then he like ties all those threads together in a very neat little bundle and it's so satisfying and i I just love love his work dude amen to everything you just said amen to everything you just said um and you know what can we i'm gonna go on a little tangent about jeff lemire for one second not a tangent but i it's just i gotta say it every time every time people are like oh yeah jeff lemire he's you know he's the man jeff lemire went from what excuse me went from writing the moon knight book right which was oh was it 12 13 14 issues it was a weird number i think um and uh with greg smallwood amazing moon knight series with jeff lemire and then he went on to Extraordinary X-Men. And, and us, we were talking about this a little while ago. And I, every time every time someone talks to me about Jeff Lemire, I have to bring it up. He went on and he wrote Extraordinary X-Men. And at the time I was like, dude, he's coming off of Moon Knight. He's going to he's gonna revolutionize the X-Men. Like there's no doubt I about it. I still haven't read that run, by the way. It's oh, you haven't? Okay, no. well, I'm kind of going to get into uh, why maybe you shouldn't. And, okay. and I think you should read every book. I, I take that back. You should always, I, I will... I stand by make this. your own opinions for yes. your own opinions. Yes. Make it form your own opinions. Um, amen to that. But he came on in the book, the book, the book sucked. The book sucked. Um, in my opinion, the book, it was, ouch, it was really bad. Um, and there was a lot of good Marvel books out at the time. And at the time, of course, Marvel's pushing the inhumans. It's not a good look and people are blaming him. Oh, saying, I remember yeah. that era. Yeah, yeah, and people are like blaming him, saying, "Oh, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're fizzing out like the X Men, like you're doing this on purpose." And then a few years goes by, right? He's off the book. Um, very, very forgettable in my opinion. Um, and he's talking to like Sci-Fi Wire or someone big, and he's like, working for Marvel for the X Men 
was I forget what he said, but for lack of a better word, he said it was it was it was terrible. Oh no. He said I came on after Moon Knight, a book where they were like, do whatever you want, go as crazy. We're not you're go off the wall, we don't care. Make him make his skin blue. We don't give a shit what you do. Um, just make a good book that'll sell. And he did with Greg Smallwood. Amazing book. Amazing book. Amazing went on, artist. Went on, oh, amazing artist as well. Oh, yeah. He needs to be talking about. But honorable mention. Honorable, honorable mention. mention. But um, but just to just to close this out, uh, Marvel Editorial was strangling him the whole way through that book. And it just goes to show, it just goes to show what a what an amazing writer uh, you know, has to put up with sometimes behind the scenes. Um, you know, it's usually not until later that you hear stuff like this. And, and it's, it's just too bad um, that, that, you know, an art, you give a, you give a creator a, a book and you strangle them the whole way. You know, what do you think is going to happen? Book's not going to sell. It's going to be bad, but that's all I kind of have to say about that. Just every time let Jeff Lemire comes up, I have to mention him. Okay. If you haven't read his Century 2, his Century's unbelievable four issues, I think. Oh my God, so good. The character, the character uh, development, the characters, the supporting cast, all outstanding. Everyone has a purpose in the book too. Um, I love that. Oh, just really good. But that's my little thing on Jeff Lemire. I love, love him, love him. Good taste in us, good taste. All right, thank you. Um, well, your turn. My turn. I'm gonna, this, is, this one's gonna be a little bit different, okay? Um, but I have to put them together, Abnett and Lanning. Abnett and Lanning re, uh, redefined the Marvel Cosmic era. Abnett oh. and Lanning, oh yeah. Oh, I oh, know yeah. you're a big fan of that era. Oh, dude. Been, he's been telling me to get into that era for the longest time. I'm like, I just have so many books I'm reading right now. No, okay. no, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. See, Nick and I have read very different books over time because which is which is what yes and that makes great conversation that you all will definitely see but but yeah he has been you know going on about this marvel cosmic era and trying to get Uh, me into it war of the realms and all of that and i i never got a chance to you mean yeah i did end up reading thor by jason aaron which he has been recommending (laughs) a lot oh yeah yeah I finally caught up and I'm up to date and I'm loving it. And, you know, I'm reading right now Valkyrie and, you know, Thor. And, mm. you know, it took me a couple of years, but I'm here. <laughs> I'm yeah, a hey. little bit late. Better late than never. That's okay. I have a long list of stuff that you give me. Trust me. And, uh, and, and that's what that's, again, that's what I love about you is that you're like, you have to read this. What have you been doing? Like, yeah. what have you been, where have you been? Are you kidding me? Like, I'm like, you're not I reading comics know. if you're not reading this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love those conversations. because I'm always like, okay, I gotta, I gotta read that then. Um, but, but no, that's funny you say that. But, but these two guys, Marvel just said, go cosmic. Marvel said, go cosmic. Just do whatever you got to do. Go crazy. And Marvel just gave them the keys to cosmic stuff and they made them cool. Like the Guardians of the Galaxy you see today, Abnett and Lanning did that. They they really did. You know, I, I give I give the credit to them. The Thanos, you know, today, um, Abnett and Lanning definitely helped with that. They did stories like, oh man, uh, Realm of Kings, War of Kings, the Thanos Imperative, Annihilation Conquest. Um, they 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 co-wrote the book, these books. They did um, Nova, they did the Guardians of the Galaxy. They did uh, this amazing, amazing team called the Annihilators. They went, they went through uh, a series with them. Just amazing cosmic stuff. Like all your favorites, right? Beta Ray Bill, Gladiator, Silver Surfer, 
Um, I love Silver Surfer. Oh my God. All these, all these amazing people, but, um, but yeah, no, Abnett and Lanning, re, they revolutionized uh, the, the cosmic landscape and just amazing stuff came out of it. But Abnett and Lanning, give them a try. Can't go wrong. All right. I'm going to go for, so, and then, <laughs> I'm, I'm just noticing this now, but for my five artists, I had two Michaels and I guess now I'm going to go for two Matts. So there's Matt Fraction. And there's Matt Kint or Kind. I do not know how to pronounce it, but both very, very amazing writers. So Matt Fraction, he created um, Hawkeye with David Aja, which is a beautiful book. And it's being developed right now as the Disney Plus Hawkeye series because it is so good that it genuinely redefined the character. And it kind of wrote like, breathe new life into Clint Barton. And it really made people fall in love with Kate Bishop if they hadn't been already in love with her from her Young Avengers appearance. But yeah, Kate and Clint in that book by Matt Fraction. It's a beautiful story, beautiful writing. It's very entertaining. It's very funny. It's, he has very good comedic timing. And his work with David Aja, this is like this synergy that works so well. It's what made... Uh, Hawkeye such a good book and such a beloved book like it's like it's a cult favorite at this point um another shout out to one of his other books that I'm a huge fan of is Sex Criminals which is an indie comic book it's very R-rated so if you're under 18 do not give it a read um but if you are definitely check it out it's hilarious it's funny it's gut-wrenching it's everything that you need and it's drawn by Chip Starsky so what more could you ask for at this point? Sex Criminals is the, it's the talk of the town. Everyone, it is the talk everyone. Of the, it's getting a TV series. It's that big. Yeah, it is. And you know, it's funny. I was listening to a podcast with Chip Zdarsky like a while ago and he was talking about, he's like, yeah, you know, we started out the series and we just did it for fun. And now it's this big thing. And it's just funny how like sometimes the things you think less on maybe that you're just doing for fun that you don't really think hard about hey this thing, could be this yeah right hey i wouldn't hey maybe you never know right but um but no it's just funny that like sometimes a series like that that you that you just do and you just get crazy with sometimes they can go places and that's a perfect example of, of and that's that. why i'm in love with indie comics because it is a limitless yeah medium. exactly right you know it's so like it's, the thing that you talked about jeff lemire and he was upset with you know x-men Mm. Um, that would never happen in the comics because it is your book. It is your creative Absolutely. vision. You are putting it out there unfiltered, unapologetically, mm-hmm. and you're just, you know, putting yourself out there. And I, I love that about indie comics. That's why right. I'm so drawn to so many indie titles. Like, yes, I love Marvel. Yes, I love DC, but I love Valiant as well. I'm a huge yeah, Valiant yeah. fan, but I love, love indie comics. And that's always been, you know, the, the heart of my comic book experience. Yeah, no, that's great. That's that's great. I, I you know, indie comics are, uh, you know, really are the heart of the industry. That's where a lot of big name creators go that become big name creators. You know, they start uh, with just their imagination, and it's just it just brings them places. But um, so yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, you know, someone that I have to list as as one of my favorite uh, writers is Jim Starlin. Jim Starlin uh, was. Hell yes. Yes. Hell yes. yes. Love that. I love yep. Jim. See, I'm, I'm taking, it. I'm taking a different, I'm taking a different <laughs> approach than the, uh, hey, than the you're artist. You're still going cosmic. You're still going cosmic. That's true. I'm still going cosmic. That's very true. Um, Jim Starlin. Um, I mean, God, 
I don't even know where to start. Adam Warlock. Two words, Adam um, Warlock. <laughs> they, yeah, there we go. Captain Marvel, Adam Warlock, oh Captain the original, uh, the original Captain Marvel. His name is Captain Marvel. Marvel. And um, Jim Starlin, I would argue, uh, was maybe the first person, ah, second person, second person. The, the, the death of one Stacy really, I think, grounded Spider-Man. And it really, like, tur- it, it was a, a very unfortunate, you know, set of two issues. And it really defined the character. Um, and it was tragic. The second book that I think did that is the death of Captain Marvel, where Captain Marvel's fighting this character. He gets exposed to toxic gas. And Captain Marvel's basically a god. He's got the Nega Band, which in Marvel Comics is a big deal. He's basically just unlimited power. They are one of the- <laughs> Yeah, they're very overpowered. and very kooky, to be honest. They're like kooky, the Nega Band. yeah. They're very kooky. They're just like, oh, look at those bracelets. They're like... Yeah, but you know what? There's more to it. He really, like, opened up the, 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 the uh, like, you know, just the rum to what they are. Like, you put them on and you go crazy because it gives exactly. you cosmic he awareness upon that so much. Yeah. And it's just like, there's, you know, he made rules to this shit, right? It's, it's, uh, you know, you put on the nega bands and you know, everything that's going on in the, in the Marvel universe, you know, everything going on in the Marvel universe down to an ant walking an ant being crushed or civilizations and worlds being destroyed by the Phoenix. And he knows everything that's happening simultaneously. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a burden. But he's just so heroic and so stoic and just such a great character that he can kind of like navigate his way through it. Anyway, I'm getting on a tangent about that. I'm going to stop. But he drew the death of Captain Marvel and he wrote the death of Captain Marvel, which is the first Marvel graphic novel ever ever released. And it was sad. And one of the best ones. Thank you. And one of the best ones. Thank you for that. Um, And, uh, you know, it's it's it doesn't read like an old book. Very sad. Ah, uh, you know, we talk about books that we cry to. That was one of them for me. You know, you got this guy who's literally conquered everything. Uh, you know, just you know, he's he's taken on gods, he saved the universe, he's literally fought Thanos one on one. Uh, you so know, he's to illness. Yeah, yeah, it's to come to a cancer and die. A uh, very tragic, amazing character, just like this. I and consider it, him it really rippled across the Marvel universe. That was one of yes. the most impactful deaths. You know, if if you know comic books at all, you know that they like to undo a lot of things. The you know the death of Captain Marvel was so impactful that it yeah. did not get undone. Like, yeah, they had a little bit of alternate stories here and there, but he's still you know gone, and his he still has his impact. He still has a footprint. He impacted the lives of so many heroes, and it still shows. Definitely, yeah, great addition uh, to what I was saying. You know, he's he's one of the characters that matters, and exactly. You know, if they ever brought him back, it's like one of those things. It's like bringing Captain America back. There's rumors that, you know, Steve Rogers and the MCU is going to come back. Yeah. At at the date where we're airing this. And it's just kind of like such a good story. Such a way to end it. It's like, ah, you know. It was beautifully done. Exactly. It was beautifully done. It's like it was a perfect story. Right. Um, But anyway, Jim Starlin, uh, you know, he, he actually did one of the first crossovers, too, with Adam Warlock, Captain Marvel, the Avengers. It was it was like uh, them versus Thanos. Um, amazing story, um, amazing depth to the characters. He just made Captain Marvel so good. He made Adam Warlock so good. Um, you know, he—I mean, the guy wrote friggin' uh, the guy wrote in the Infinity Gauntlet. How could I leave that oh, out? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jim Starlin, everybody, go read his stuff. Definitely, definitely. All right, um, on to my next mats. Um, Again, apologies if I butcher the name, Matt Kent or Matt Kind. He's an extremely talented writer. 
he has done a lot of work for Valiant, which is where I first encountered his work. He's written Exo Manowar, which is a beautiful story about a warrior from like, you know, prehistoric times getting abducted by aliens and donning this suit of armor that enables him to basically be a superhero. Hmm. But by the time he comes back to Earth, thousands of years have passed by. Yeah. Yeah. Thousands of years have passed by. He's in a different world, different reality. He's every everybody he knows has gone. And he has to make peace with that, but also he took an oath to protect the universe. And it's a beautiful story. But at the same time, like you see Matt writing that kind of <clears throat> very stoic, heroic story. And then you look on the other spectrum and he's written something like Revolver, which is um, I don't a even... Vertigo book. No? You don't know that? No. Oh, it's it's a really good book. Okay, so Matt, he draws and he illustrates and he colors his own stuff. Matt a Kind. A lot of the times. Okay. Matt Kind, yeah. yeah. He's done Revolver for Vertigo, which okay. is this really weird story about a person stuck between two parallel universes at the same time. And he just revolves like a revolving door. He goes like between one every time he goes to sleep. And it's a beautiful story, beautifully illustrated. He has a very, again, very stylistic art. I would say very minimalist and very simple, but it's 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 impactful. And he's also written and drawn a beautiful indie comic called Mind Management, which is one of my favorites by him. It's it's insanely good. It just goes on about this secret organization of people who have extra abilities, but they're not really like superpowers. They're just like mental abilities that other normal people don't have and they go oh, about different. influencing the world around them yeah. uh, beautiful work and he's also written like something like rye who's like a cyberpunk you know warrior beautiful things matt kent everybody beautiful talented writer i would you know definitely recommend you check out his stuff very unique i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go check that out i got one question for you i don't even know who that was so thank you for that um that, that was that got me fired up to go check him out but one question, uh, you brought up the Valiant, the Exo Man of War. I started that and I stopped right before the the Harbinger. Is that how you pronounce it? Har- Harbinger? Yeah. In right the Valiant before their, Yeah, it was. I So I was reading it and I stopped reading right before. I'll, I got to pick it back up because it was awesome. Um, I stopped right before the Bloodshot Harbinger crossover. Is that the era you're talking about? That or... was a good crossover. Um I don't think he was that was their reboot the harbinger crossover because that was like written by different people yeah. but the man if you want to get into the, the you know valiant universe the the harbinger crossover between bloodshot and the harbinger comics is definitely a good pickup point to start with and then the universe just keeps expanding from there with like you know uh beautiful beautiful stories and um amazing amazing art i i know the valiant universe is not as big as marvel and DC. okay but it has a very special place in my heart because oh, definitely, these stories yeah. are very, very unique. Very yeah, unique. Like, you know, it's definitely more modern too. Different stories for decades at this point, and yeah. somehow Valiant still does something unique with them. Like Ivor Time Walker, one of the best time travel stories I've ever read, and I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, so that says a lot. You are. Uh, just, I forgot that I, about I love, you. I love Valiant. Yeah. No, but um, but but just my question was is is uh, okay, but yeah, that's fine. Um. What was I about to say? Uh, I totally forget. Um, okay, but yeah, I'll pick it up right now with a name that was already dropped once, actually. Um, and that's Ch- uh, Chip Zdarsky. Chip Zdarsky is just his daredevil run. If you're not reading it, it's just outstanding what he's doing with the character. Daredevil's been a, a fortunate character. Um, 
you know, Matt Murdoch has, has had some amazing runs. You have Frank Miller, you have Anna Senti, you have, um, uh, you have Chip Brian Bentis. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's yeah, Chip Zdarsky. And that's why Chip Zdarsky is like, you know, on my list of top fives. He's just so talented. Um, See, I mean, now I have to change my list because he's also mine. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. Oh my God. What, what are we doing? Why did we not like talk about this before? <laughs> but you know what? That says a lot, dude. That says a lot. Um, yeah. You know, Chip Zdarsky. Chip is on mine. Or actually, I think I stole it from, from you. But... <laughs> yeah. Cause you told me before we went on the show and I was like, I didn't even really realize, Oh, that's, that's not good. But you know what? Chip Zdarsky, he, there's a reason you and I are drawn to him. There's a reason everyone's drawn to him. He's going to be seen as a heavy hitter one day in us. You know, he's going to be seen as one of like the Marvel. I yeah. definitely see that. You know, I, I over the pandemic, I saw a, um, a really funny interview with him talking to Joe Casada, And, uh, you know, Joe Casada was like, you know, you came into Marvel editorial and, you know, the, the summit. And, uh, you know, you were talking about, you were talking about, uh, you know, doing a Howard the Duck book. And we were all like, oh, okay, we greenlit it. And the thing went on for a long time. And it was seen, it's now seen as a cult favorite. I love Howard the Duck personally. It is. I it love, is. love, love Howard the Duck. And he did such Wait, a great job. Quick question. Please. Was that Howard the Duck run that introduced us to Gwenpool? Yeah, it was actually. Oh, okay. I of course, that's what I you remember. Gwenpool. Oh, my God. I should kick you from this Zoom chat right now. Oh my God. Gwenpool, come on. <laughs> I mean, you do, you do. And you have your reasons. You have your reasons. See, you know you what? You have still yet to read it. So I you do. do. I was just about to say, you have your reasons. I don't have mine. Um, but, um, but no, but yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'll just continue about Chip Zdarsky. I mean, you know what? The thing that's great about him is the bottom line. He's going to, he's going to reach into a character and he's going to pull strings that you didn't really know were there. He's going to, he's going to, you know, if he's on a team book, you know, look at his invaders that he came out with. Oh my God. Look at his, uh, the Marvel two and one. Oh my God. Oh, he, that was really good. He's excellent. He's probably the best writer. Maybe, maybe that I've ever seen, um, at doing a family book at the end of the day, his books are about family and that is important. Shout out to friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Oh, because dude. that is one of my favorites by him. I mean, he, he won an Eisner from that. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's an amazing, amazing writer, amazing guy. Uh, he, he's pretty funny too. I met him at a Comic-Con once and I think he was drunk actually. Um, <laughs> it's just the guys, the guys out of this world. He's pretty funny. Um, but guy knows how to write a comic. So, um, so yeah, hopefully you don't run into chips at Arsky drunk. Like I did at a Comic-Con and hopefully, <laughs> Yeah, it's a funny story. Uh, he signed my book. It was wicked nice. He had a long ass line too, but, um, but no funny, funny story and, and uh, read his stuff. You will not be sorry. You picked up his daredevil run. It is unbelievable. And it just keeps getting better too. You know, usually like a story will just kind of trail off and like, you know, right in us, you know, a story will just kind of trail off. Definitely. And like, yeah. And then it's just kind of like, uh, okay, but it's not it's picking up steam. Amazing book. Chips at Arsky. What's your pick on us? Okay, so I'm, I'm I'm kind of glad that you stole Chip from me because mm. I just remembered that I like this is a massive um, oversight on my part because I forgot to talk about one of my favorite writers, Kelly Thompson. Oh, um, dude, of course, of course. of course. I'm a huge Kelly Thompson fan. I actually got the honor and privilege to interview Kelly for the app that we were working on. Oh, I uh, remember, remember that. 
Dude, I do remember uh, that. She was wicked nice. I know. Wicked I nice like, human being. I was blown away that Marvel would just like give an interview to just. Well, hold on, hold on. Oh, wait, I'm thinking Teeny Howard. Yeah, Kelly Thompson. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yes, Kelly he was, Thompson. I was working on Gambit and Rogue. Okay. And I managed to snatch an interview somehow. I just reached out. She redirected me to Marvel and she was like, oh, you know, email this person and then email that person. And I just hmm. got in touch with Marvel and they greenlit an interview. And I sent her over my questions and she replied with quick, like with a lot of haste. And she had detailed answers. They were intricate. They were beautiful. And that was like the highlight of my year at that point. I was like, I just got to ask questions to one of my favorite writers. So yeah, Kelly Thompson, hilarious writer. She does beautiful characters. Uh, They're very natural. They're very real. Their emotions feel like they're they're introspective, but at the same time, they're human. They don't feel like, they don't feel larger than life. They feel like humans with emotions and struggles. Which is important for the book that exactly you know for captain marvel i mean which is what she's kind of known captain for it's a marvel moment. she's done mr and mrs x which is like rogan gambit she's yeah. also done a mini called rogan gambit i gotta she's read done that kate bishop which is oh, one God, of my right. kate bishop yeah, yeah. she needs I to come back she needs run. to she needs to come back for kate bishop run again when oh. that uh when that I mean, series honestly, is close after to the up. hawkeye series comes out oh. she needs to come back for kate bishop Oh, you know what? I usually, we could get into this at some point, but I'm usually not a fan of when uh, writers or artists come back for a book that they, you know, that they previously wrote. Um, but like that, that's someone who, who should come back for yeah, more. Yeah, definitely. Um, and she's she got a lot left did, in the tank. She also did West Coast Avengers, which is yeah, not very I well liked. <laughs> I didn't read it. I read, a, I read I like it. two or three it's, issues. It's Gwenpool. It's Hawkeye. Kid Omega, it's Kate Bishop. I'm a fan of yeah. all of them. So it's one of my favorite books. Quick, you know, honestly, wow. she's really? a very funny writer. She's, you know, got a quite, she, she's got a, that quick wit. You feel like, you know, she's very, got a great, great back and forth. And yeah. I really enjoy her work. Kelly Thompson, thank you for stealing Chip because I get to talk about Kelly. And uh, yeah, what's your last pick? Okay, my last pick is really tough it's a really tough last pick because i really want to go for it's between two people and it's between jonathan hickman of course he's just oh i i rave i rave about jonathan hickman rave about jonathan hickman and it is between um someone else who i think is one of the most modern writers um just ever and that's john Byrne. john Byrne, to me his fantastic four run is the definitive fantastic oh four i've run. heard great things i have oh, not read it dude heard, i've heard great things oh I, it's just like and you know what i can't actually give you shit for not reading it because that's actually uh that's it's the fantastic four has good writers really good writers have been on them it's like they're always they always hook them up they always they always the hook X-Men them up fantastic four up. yeah yeah i mean in his x-men presence was awesome too john Byrne's run awesome um, but, uh, but you know what John Byrne made an, a formula that's, that's, you know, the John Byrne method for the fantastic four, which was absolutely unbelievable. You know, he, he brought it back to being a family run book, which is what Stan Lee did. People forgot about that. He picked it up in the eighties or the seventies, I think early eighties. Um, but anyway, he picked it up. He made Galactus cool again. He made the heralds of Galactus cool again. He made the fantastic four a family, you know, he, he, he did, you know, he just did things with Valeria and uh, and Franklin and, and just every character had. Right, a, I love them. 
Oh God, they're so great. Aren't they? Um, one of my favorite all time, um, moments from a book is actually from, uh, from in the fantastic four, but anyway, his run was just amazing. He did the art too. He did the art. He was actually, yeah, yeah. He, he, the guy was, the guy was on it. The guy was on it. Um, but I have to, I have to say it's a tie between him and Jonathan Hickman. Jonathan Hickman is just, uh, I forgot Hickman. Yep, Hickman is we just are like so deep. deep yeah, like we were getting deep. into the weeds of this one. We we're getting into the. We were really showing our geekiness we, before, like, right? And this one, yeah, with the right. Uh, yeah. This oh was my good... god, Jonathan Hickman! What an oversight! I am so uh, sorry. To why don't we just share a Jonathan Hickman? Why don't we just share that our love? For yeah, him? yeah. Because definitely. he's, um, he's just that. Why don't you say a few words? Go ahead, say a few words. Okay, Jonathan Hickman reinvented X Men. What more can I say? Jonathan Hickman inspired Infinity War with his event, Infinity. Jonathan Hickman uh, did one of the best future Foundation and, and Fantastic Four comics. Jonathan Hickman had a huge influence on the Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series because of his creation of the Secret Warriors and characters like Yo-Yo Rodriguez and, he, and bringing Quake to the forefront. Jonathan Hickman is so good at world building oh, he could do 10 best. books at the same time he's yep. like a creative genius i don't know how he does it he yeah. can lay down roots and he will harvest them five six years later and they will still be as good jonathan hickman wrote east of west which is one of my all-time favorite indie yep. comics and if you love comics if you want to love comics pick up yes. east of west it yes. is amazing Yes. Pick up anything, Jonathan. I, I, Hickman. Yeah, I, I can go on. No, I can go on. that was a good spiel. That was. We, we're definitely. Me, no, no, no. We're, we 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 definitely got to end the episode. But I just gotta say my few words of Jonathan Hickman because never have I ever read a book of the event. His he ran two Avengers book. He ran Avengers Illuminati. Oh my god! Amazing series. Amazing Beautiful. Avengers Illuminati. Oh god! Or it's not called Avengers Illuminati. It's called New Avengers. But it's basically just. <laughs> uh it's an they're they're an illuminati and it's just amazing they're working behind the scenes they're kind of they're kind of yeah. they're kind of bad you know they're doing kind of bad things but um and he just brought the, these two avengers yeah yeah he brought the two avengers books together and it's just like and it's it's and then the secret wars happened and oh that my was god that was that was cool that i thought build up, that build up from like secret warriors all the way to dude and so uh, the secret wars beautiful so you know, good you know yeah. arching storyline Oh my God. I yeah. love that. Era. Yeah. And he's just, he's so smart too. You know, one of the things that you always hear about people, um, you know, in the industry, the, the common trend about him is that he's just so smart. You know, the guy will walk into the room and when he was doing the Krakoa thing, people were trying to like tear him apart and just be like, okay, what about this? And he had an answer for everything. The guy had an answer I mean, for everything. Just literally, like, yeah, I, I cannot nitpick Krakoa at this point. I cannot. It can't be nitpicked really. It yeah, really it can't. cannot be nitpicked. I mean, you could say that some books are not as polished or as up to par as some others, but as a concept, as a world, as a country, it works. It works. He created a new freaking nation and he gave them laws and he gave them politics and he gave them economy and he gave them culture and religion and he's just going all out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amazing writer, but, uh, and you just can't talk about best writers of all time without including him on the list. And we're lucky to have him. Well, I say we, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Marvel guy, but uh, you know, it's, it's very fortunate for me that he's still working at Marvel because he's actually a huge DC guy. Um, and you know, it's, it's fortunate that we have him on X-Men because he literally left it up to a Twitter poll on where he goes next. 
He oh was like, God. he was like, do you Imagine. want me on like Legion of Superheroes, The Eternals, <laughs> Uncanny X Men, or or some DC book again? And X Men won. And I mean, ima- I mean, imagine him putting X Men in the poll and not having. Yeah, I know, really. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go X Men. Fair to Legion of Superheroes. No offense to any Legionnaires fans, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, really. But but uh, but no, that brings this show to a close. Uh, it was really fun talking about like the, our favorites and and like I said before, you know, so, sometimes they'll change and and that's the beautiful thing about comics is that you change as a person and you change with the books and it's um. You know, it's it's just great, and and I, you know, I always love hearing your picks and us. Um, you know, you always have great reasons as to why they're your picks, and um, I feel like that's what really brings us close is because we both have very different reasons to why we fell in love with comics, and we have yeah. different reasons for loving comics, and that's what's so beautiful about this medium is just like it is so accessible, it is so really is. diverse, it is for everyone. You know, you can find a comic book for you if you've never picked up a comic book you will definitely find something that will work for you. Whatever genre you like, whatever medium you enjoy, there are comics for you. And I just I love that about comics. Yeah, I love that so much. About yeah, comics. no, me too. And, and this is definitely something that we will go back to uh, in future episodes is just favorites. Um, but yeah, let's bring this episode to a close. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, please, uh, you know, shoot us up on Twitter hit us up on Twitter, shoot us up on Twitter, hit us up on Twitter. That's geekable podcast. Hit us up on Instagram, which is geekable podcast one. Um, and let us know your thoughts. Let us know what we should be doing different. Let us know what you want us to hear. Thank you everyone for listening. Been a pleasure on us. Thank you, dude. Always. Always.